The Friday GAA Podcast, with thanks to GAA Go, official home for live and on-demand GAA match streaming worldwide. Goal on here, goal chance for Conor McGrath, surely give it in, Conor. Mackie heading it towards the 21 metre line. Team Mackie still going. Goal is up for Cats. Oh, what a goal. I can't think of a better position or a better place to be in right now, anywhere in the world. It's time to take Sam to throne. If you look back in sporting history, you'll see that the whingers and the whiners are forgotten. The characters remembered briefly will stick in your mind at the champions who showed car. I want nothing to do with that, to be quite honest. You know, I think it's a disgrace. A small change before the game, worth the street. <laughs> been a look, Donovan Connerback. a wild effort on goal. It's incredible. Okay, welcome, welcome. It is the uh, GA football hurling podcast we've got a little bit of everything this friday afternoon and we've got uh, a full studio to the biggest games of the championship season coming up over the next few days i'm dave mcintyre mick mccarthy hello hello nathan murphy good afternoon how's it going tommy rooney what's the story hey mick and tommy have hightailed it from the west to make sure that they're here for tonight after some one or two technical difficulties last night but apparently some absolutely stellar stuff that are normal radio wireless off the ball listeners wouldn't have actually heard. No, it'll be the stuff of legend what went on without when the when the microphones were turned off there in Roshi and Dove last night. Absolutely. It was actually the lads let loose with a few stories that wouldn't be suitable for broadcast, but um pretty funny. So those who were there <laughs> I hope nobody had a phone. Yeah. <laughs> those who were there should consider themselves pretty privileged, very pretty lucky, lucky guys. Look, we will we'll um we'll dig out some usable stuff on just the, the preview of the match that people would have missed out on that we'll try and play on tonight's show. Obviously without revealing too much of what the lads didn't want to go out on air but uh, it was a really really good night and besides everybody there except for Dignan and uh, DJ going for Galway which was kind of surprising um, and really meaning it the atmosphere and the entire city like Galway have made All-Ireland Finals before and I've mm-hmm. you know been down there around them and stuff like that everywhere is just maroon and white the whole shop street all Key Street, all that is just, it's so many flags, everything. There's just a buzz around the place. It's brilliant yeah. to see, actually. Yeah, I saw a report with Pete Finnerty involved in it saying, this is going to be Galway's time. This is Galway's year. They think they're going to win. They really believe they it. Really they really believe they're going to win. They're like, even it was like in 2012, we hope we win. In 2015, we think we're going to win. Well, look, we've started with that. We might as well continue with the hurling and get to Dublin Mayo shortly because there's a few stories, obviously, surrounding the Dublin Mayo situation as well. We'll touch upon, but it is... Just a few. Sunday afternoon, mm. 3.30, All-Ireland Hurling Final. Goal against Kilkenny for the second time in four years. And we've no teams as yet. Goal, I just checked their website, 8pm tonight. And traditionally, Kilkenny haven't released their team until after training on a Friday evening. Are we expecting any changes, Mick? Were the lads last night expecting big changes? Probably no. not. Well, uh, like I, you know, I think numbers might change and positions and things like that, but I can't see Galway or Kilkenny going with um, any changes from the semi-finals. Like... The only thing is, like, um, sorry, I just took my All Ireland tickets <laughs> out of my pocket. There. Out of <laughs> They're too big. The All Ireland final tickets probably are has one in each pocket. No matter uh, what pocket you, you, he goes you've got to. Got a spare yeah. one, then, do you? No, oh, good no, man. I don't yeah, know. Cheers, they're, they're, they're taking their Cusick stand. What do you care about? Upper. That's yeah. what I saw there. As you yeah. flipped you, it if over. If you want to hear a man in the Dublin accent frantically shouting for Galway and possibly getting into <laughs> arguments with people, that'll, that'll probably be me if you're in the upper Cusick stand. Uh, Shane Prendergast played pretty well in the semi final, and Jackie obviously be back in. That's the kind of selection. So Jackie's fit is the word. Yeah, I there's no way he starts. Though, I think is he's there? available for selection. Do you I think, think he starts. 
I don't think he starts. I think they go with what they had the last day. I think yeah. Prendergast did pretty well. I would look at that back line, though, and look at Murphy, who could be the best defender in the country at the moment. Joey Holden's having a great season. Shane Prendergast obviously did pretty well. Porrick Walsh and Killian Bucky, wing-backs, are playing brilliantly, and Kieran Joyce doing really well centre-back. What are you missing there, though, and Owen Murphy and goal? They're all doing really well, and they're all in really good form, but when you link a Kilkenny and all the lads that were there for so long, there's no real experience there except for maybe Murphy. You know, Holden's been around a while, but he wasn't yeah. a guaranteed starter for a long time. And you're just looking at, like, you know, the Galway forwards are obviously their strength as well. Mm. I was just looking at it outside. I was thinking I couldn't see Pascal Kenny till just even last night thinking about it. And then just even just looking at this team now and looking at the Kilkenny bench, which we might get to in a minute. You know, I think they're vulnerable. I think that they're they're not the team they were. Well, I think that's where all Galway's confidence is coming from. Obviously, they believe in their own players, but I think more than any of the other previous years, they're looking at this Kilkenny squad and thinking, there's nothing really to be overly fearful for them. Yeah. Now, I think they might be underestimating Kilkenny they, massively there. They could be. But is it almost the case with that back line that you put Jackie in just for that experience as almost a captain of the back line? That's what I was going to say, that you might just need that one person because you don't have JJ, you don't have Tommy, you don't have Brian Hogan. Do you, yeah. want, uh, do you want to really lose Jackie as well when he is available? Then again, right, you've got Jackie in. He didn't have a good time no. in, in the Leinster final. And he's got he's going in there against probably the two most informed corner forwards in the country. Man and Finn. Mm, you yeah. know, like, and, and with, with Joe knocking around in there as well. Like, that's a, it's an insanely good full forward line. Like, I mean, nearly all of Galway's scores on Sunday are going to come from that full forward mm. line. Yeah, you know, they you got 20 imagine. points between them in the semi-final and eight or all but uh, 13 of those are from play. I'm thinking if you, if Jackie is available, is it not better to start him, though, and uh, risk him breaking down and then yeah. you can bring somebody else in as opposed to bringing, Di- or bringing Jackie in in a situation where you really need him because you're already maybe chasing the game and then he breaks down, which is a disastrous mm. sequence of events. Jackie was taken off, wasn't he, in the Leinster final yeah. kind of 20 minutes ago in a real Cody kick up the arse kind of way. It doesn't matter who you are. Jason if you're not Flynn, playing well, he kind you're of coming misjudged, off. misjudged the ball to start of the second half. Yeah. Jason Flynn burned him and sent Murphy the wrong way and then he was whipped off about 10 minutes later. I just wonder, does that have a slightly different effect when Jackie is then injured for the semi-final? He doesn't have say, the chance to come straight yeah. back and prove Cody mm. wrong. And in fact, now we're looking at Jackie, there's probably, what, eight weeks, six, seven weeks? And his fitness game? has to be an issue. Like, I mean, he was in a boot all the way up to the semi-final. He was never going to make that game despite all the rumours that were around. And, I've, you know, they've had, what, four weeks since that, that game. You know, you, you don't know. He's, been, he's definitely been training um, and he's definitely available for selection. Like, so, I, like, you know, there is a kind of a thing where you would like to see Jackie Tyrrell play in another All-Ireland final as well. And, you know, here's the thing if you're Cody. Cody has absolutely no sentimentality about him whatsoever. If, he's, if Jackie isn't up to it, he's not going to be picked. But do you look at him and say, is he a guy I can trust to get one more good game out of him and play in an All-Ireland final. Like, I was sitting along the 21 in the first final last year with Jackie and just see him, some of the tricks of the trade of a cornerback, just to watch him do it was actually a bit of a... It was pretty fun to watch, actually, I have to say. Just little ball things that you do. Little... Ball isn't there. The ball might be on its way or not. Like, you know, it's like he, he'd slingshot himself ahead of the... Uh-huh. You know, things that you'd never get a free call against you yeah. for not. He'd just a little, little nudge. Not, not, he not understands that everyone's following like that. the ball. But just to get... No, but just to get people out. So someone's going up for a catch, but suddenly their hips aren't where they used to be and they're not aligned <laughs> and little things like that, you know. So he has the smarts that he might be able to get away with maybe a physical defect or two, especially if he's still injured. 
last meeting at this level obviously was in 2012 they've since met in Leinster clearly but there, are, there will only likely be as we said we won't get the Galway team until about 8 o'clock tonight only 6 players that started the replay defeat 3 years ago likely oh, really? to start this Sunday which is not something that had really dawned on me in the over the course of this year's championship and it just goes to show that Anthony Cunningham has ripped up the blueprint he's brought an awful lot of new faces in and they're not carrying the baggage of previous Galway teams to Croke Park in this final discuss <laughs> Well, that's maybe where a lot of the belief is coming from, is that, you know, Cunningham has brought in all these new lads. Mannion and Flynn have completely ripped up the script this year. Johnny Glynn has turned into a leader on that team. Connor Whelan. Connor Whelan's Man come, has come as from well. absolutely nowhere. You know, and like, in that, sem- in that semi-final, like, he might have, like, he scored two points, but some of the work he did in that game was absolutely phenomenal. Like, I remember him chasing down a temporary man on the wing, dispossessing him, setting up something. That, like, I think he set up Jason Finn for a score. Like, he, he, he's fantastic, you know? So I think that's where a lot of the belief is coming from is that they don't have the baggage. They're, they weren't there in 2012 where they should have done it and then they didn't. So Shane Dowling was talking last night about the Galway-Limerick on the 21 semi-final last weekend or two weekends ago and that he said, and he was right, I was watching that match that Whelan, Mannion and Flynn didn't have good games. You know, and now that was straight after a semi-final yeah. but he's just kind of looking at that and going like, you know, this is a big occasion for these guys coming out of nowhere so it's like you don't have the baggage of 2012 but you also don't really have the experience, experience of an All-Ireland yeah. Day mm. um, Woolley was talking about this during the week about um, I, I forget who wrote the piece so, um, might have been Cyril Farrell actually about the difference having played in All-Ireland the All-Ireland Day things coming out of the dressing room and you can't get out onto the pitch, the tunnel will be closed because you have to come out at the exact moment. You don't have to do that any of the rest of the, any other match yeah. you'll ever play. The the formalities before the game, the parade being different, all of that kind of stuff doesn't happen unless you've played the game before. Galway have that before. Anthony Cunningham has that experience now and knows how to get it. But like none of these it'll be new to most of this team. Yeah. Won't be new to anybody in the Kilkenny team. Hasn't yeah. Cunningham's demeanour this year been a huge help to Galway? And I really first noticed it in the replay in the Leinster Championship against Dublin and Tullamore, the day they just knifed Dublin apart in the opening 10 minutes. But the first goal that went in, it was Mannion that got it. And it was um, in just a moment that I saw him on the sideline punch in the air. He's almost staring down Jer Cunningham at the time. And it just seemed to me that he's far more bullish this year. It's almost like he's carrying the entire Galway hurling county on his own shoulders and he seems to have got that into the minds of his players as well. There's an awful lot of back-slapping, fist-pumping. Half-time when he left the field in the semi-final against Tip, he was like a crazed dog <laughs> on the sideline. Yeah. And I never really saw that from Cunningham before this year. I don't like it at all. Mm, from I'm not Cunningham. a fan of it either, I'm, I have to say. I'm, yeah, I don't think he does himself any favours. It's fine when you're winning. Yeah. Um, it's it's sort of similar to Davy Fitz it's fine behaving whatever way you want when you're winning I think if you lose that suddenly you become a bad loser very quickly he's trying to intimidate people on the sidelines it's kind of some of it's aimed at the opposition it'll be interesting what happens with Cody and Cunningham because Cody ain't going to stand for too much of that but it, it doesn't it go against the, the whole Galway or too nice sort of tag that's followed them around for far too long and maybe Cunningham's thinking you know enough of this Everybody else plays and brings everything to the absolute edge. I'm going to do that too, and I'm going to try and convince my players to do it as well. Because yeah. we're probably the biggest team in the country. But do they need size to, do wise? They, do they need to be convincing anyone? What, like what? If, like themselves? If, if, surely, if they just know themselves. Like as, as Johnny Glynn would say, there's a lot of effing bullshit associated with uh, <laughs> going away, hurling. You know, yeah. it's like there is. Like I mean, I even wrote about it in the end of the day. It's like all the cliches about them. Like they do play out a lot, but. 
They can't like yeah. they're not always too nice. Like we're going to have about a three hours build up on Sunday, and still a good chunk of that is going to come down to. You don't know. Can what you Galway? really trust them? What Galway team will turn yeah, up? Maybe? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But do we not trust them a little bit more because they've put together three really solid displays now at this stage? The way they came back after every goal against Tipperary, you would make it trust them a little bit more. Yeah, because there was so many opportunities for them to you to know collapse, like roll collapse. up and head home. That's a really good point. The way the way Joe Canning got that ball sixty yards from goal, and everyone in the country screaming "shoot Joe," and he passed it at Shane O'Man. He put a beautiful ball in the like that. That just Shane just Maloney. Shows you. Shane Maloney. Yeah, who said someone said Shane O'Mahony in the game as well, actually. But uh, no, blame someone else. Yeah, yeah the, that just, the like character just, they showed and then the composure they showed. Those two. Yeah. And you just thought they've hammered Dublin in the replay. Then they put in a half decent performance against Kilkenny in the Leinster final. Nah. And Go on, sorry. Nah, as in it wasn't half decent or well, it was better than well, I'm saying it was. Oh, no, I don't think. I think they were well beaten. Right. Really well beaten. They because there does seem to be a va- variance in opinion out there as to how close Goy actually were to Kilkenny. They got a goal day. either side at half time that made that 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 tightened the gap. Yeah. Kilkenny pulled away when they needed to. I don't think that the result was ever in doubt, for, except for maybe for those five minutes. Mm. Uh, Kilkenny, I think, like ro- um, rolled up in third gear, like you know, for uh, for the second half of that game. I don't think that they had any any fears whatsoever. Cunningham obviously seen something though. Because you're talking about his bullish nature and all. He came out after that game and said, we'll see you in an all Ireland yeah. final. I'm really happy with that. I don't know what he saw. I don't know what it was that he kind of said, look, maybe he's ahead of the game and realised that you're better off going through the back door and was really yeah. confident and said, lads, show them what you've got for five minutes and then... <laughs> and Just that, play that, your that, hand that, for a moment. That would be an innovative uh, way to, to manage the GA team. But look, I don't think that, but there's, he saw something in him. I don't know. I was at the first Dublin game as well in Crow Park. And I thought they were terrible and Dublin really deserved to win. And then they had them killed in five minutes the next day. You know, played very well. Everybody immediately talks about how bad Dublin were. They played against Leash. Nobody pays any attention to that. That's fine. Hmm. They played against Cork. They annihilated Cork. They I thought bullied they were them. brilliant against Cork. They bullied it was them. the best I've ever seen Johnny Glenn hurl. And it's not because it's just that he got that goal. He yeah. was absolutely outstanding for the whole game. I thought everybody played well. If Joe Canning didn't hit about 10 wides in that game, they would have won by 25 points. You know? Yeah. And, but everyone immediately talks about how bad Cork are. Yeah. They beat Tipperary, one of the best games I've ever seen. As Tommy says, Tip hit them with like hammer blow after hammer blow kept coming back with points you know real calm not losing the head like Mayo last weekend you know it's, it doesn't matter if you're as Jim McGuinness said down by 2 points or 10 points you don't change your demeanour that's what Galway did that's really impressive that's really mature the story kind of rightly is Tipperary have a real disadvantage as Munster champions they were undercooked they were whatever but this could be a really good Tipperary team that's the way we mm. don't look at, you know you, you don't look at that and they had a but like I think Galway deserve really really a huge amount of credit for both those for nearly their entire season so far except for they didn't play well in the Leinster final and that's kind of they haven't they haven't got that credit I think because there's been an excuse for every team they beat OK well we're going to get on to Dublin Mayo now so I want you to predict who's going to be the All-Ireland champions or are we going to have to do it again for the fourth what year in a row what do you reckon four years in a row oof Cunerly, I don't know what the odds on that are. They're in the thousands, I'd say. But there oh, wasn't millions. one since 1963 or something. Yeah, since that, the was 50s. It? Was it? Yeah, it's incredible. Um, <laughs> I certainly wouldn't be back in the draw this time. I'm going to go for Kilkenny because I just trust them more. All right. Yeah, I'm going to go Kilkenny as well. I, 
the as a male person, the narrative around Galway is very similar, I think, to Mayo going into a lot of All yeah. Ireland finals that you kind of get caught up in the romance, and surely it has to be their this day. Yeah. It's never happened for Mayo, and they've never had to play a team of the caliber or of the experience of Kilkenny. You know what you're going to get, mm. Kilkenny. So, Kilkenny by two. All right. I do you was want to book the trend here, Mick. Oh, do you want to go, Tommy? I don't know. I, oh, look, go on. I was laughing last night when everyone was saying Galway, but I think I'm going to go with Galway. Right. He had a good night down in Galway. I know, I know, <laughs> but there is something to be said for that, in fairness. <laughs> <laughs> what did your balance things you're, up, Mick? You're, you're saying the romance, you know, and you get buy into it as well. Like, I'm buying into it. Like I, But I am honestly logically thinking of it. I wasn't. I was just assuming that Kilkenny would be too good for him based on the final. I'm looking at all the things. That I'm looking at Galway's strength is their forward line. I think that they can I think they can match if not beat the Kilkenny backs. I think the midfield battle is gonna be brilliant, but I thought David Burke and Andy Smith were brilliant against mm. Tip. Like they absolutely killed McGran Woodlock, right? Yeah. Fenley and Fogarty is a is a strong point of the Kilkenny team. That'll be a good battle. And I think that they're I am just looking at the Kilkenny forwards here. I think Dottie Burke will man mark Richie Hogan. Irla Tanyan will hold the centre. I think Walter Walsh will end up being a spare man. Or some kind of spare, he'll he'll have a bit of freedom about him. I don't think he's in the form to do the amount of damage that leaving a Kilkenny forward normally would do. I don't think Colin Fenley's in the greatest form. I don't think Ger Elwood's in the greatest form. There's doubts about Owen Larkin's injury. He's also not the player he was. The, I, their bench isn't great. They don't have amazing forwards coming off the bench. I'm convincing myself, lads. You are, yeah. <laughs> She's gone for Galway. Gone for Galway. And. Point. That's Kilkenny. two apiece. Two apiece. Good draw. work, lads. A draw it'll be. Yeah, Four that guarantees another draw. Yeah. At least a draw on the uh, podcast studio anyway. Okay, moving to the football. Dublin Mayo. Dermot Connolly would have been leaving Croke Park around about one o'clock this morning. It was another late night in Croke Park as he took his case to the CAC, having lost his hearing at the CHC, and now he's going to take it to the DRA today. <laughs> were you at the match? You were commentating on the match? Yeah. You saw what? Connolly did? Yeah. Yeah. I think it totally deserved to be sent off. Why, why is he going to Crow Park at one o'clock in the morning? Because, because everybody gets off. But it's a nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. Like, he absolutely deserved the red card. He punched a guy. On the ground. It's a, straight, it's a straight red card. He's off. He's very lucky to be available for a final if they win, yeah. to be honest. This one it's game ban thing is actually very lenient. Right? Let it go. But who does let it go? Who do you John know? No, don't give me the John Milan and thing because that's the only name that's, that's ever saying. thrown that's out in I'm these saying. situations. And he's criticised for it. It's a terrible... No, it, Milan should never be criticised for it. But I'm saying no, who else is. though? No, but what I'm saying is it, it's an awful culture. It, it is, is yeah. yeah. It's an Irish thing. Really. It's getting away. It's trying to get away. Yeah, exactly. Is there, it's is like getting, of... getting off drink driving. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it's like. Yeah, and you'll push it to the limit. But look, I guess you would, Mick, if you... It's hard to put yourself in his shoes. If you've trained all year and you know you're going to miss out one of the biggest games of your career. You'll do whatever you can, yeah, can to play in it. It's nothing to do with him. It's Dublin doing it, you know. It's I'd say Dear McConnelly is very much behind their efforts to get him uh, off. Yeah, he's But he I mean, I understand him, but he should be told by the county board here, look, you haven't got a case here. It's a waste of money. Yeah. Everything, though, that happened since the start of that game has shown up the huge problems within Gaelic football's disciplinary system. The way the game was played, the very fact that the players thought they could get away with some of the things well, they did get away with, mm. shows the complete lack. They know that the referee can't see any, everything. Yeah. They know that the umpires are highly unlikely to call them up To call them up or get involved. So I, I, I watched, watched it back last Sunday night and 
it was bad. It wasn't particularly pretty to watch. There was a couple of incidents that were quite nasty. But there have been games like that all summer that have been played in a very similar manner. It's just that this was such a big match. I have a bit of sympathy with... Why do people call him Dermot or Dermot? Dermot. 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 It was also frustrating, though, because you're talking about, you know, we had everybody saying, don't mind what happens in the throne match and don't mind what happens in Monaghan and Donegal because when Mayo meet Dublin in the semi-final, mm. there's nothing football. wrong with football because when we get to the semi-finals, they're the best matches we've ever seen. And that has borne out. And that wasn't. So it's not that, oh, we've seen it before, but it's a higher profile. I think it's because we're expecting... And we wanted better than that. Yeah. And it was, I thought Dublin were, and I know Mayo weren't blameless, and everyone's accusing us of all bloody kinds of things here this week. I thought Dublin were so disappointing the way they behaved last Sunday. Well, I, I think they Dublin were, I have a lot to answer filthy. for. I mean, I Jim Gavin say. does try and paint Dublin to be a team that is um, not wider than white, but they abide yeah. by the rules and they try and play football in a certain way and he they see defending. The traditions of Dublin football. They see defending as an art. Now, Johnny Cooper should have been sent off 10 times out of 10. Johnny Cooper's was it the was worst. It was an awful incident. challenge. Yeah. And he and this is what uh, something that does annoy me about Dublin. I mean, they... They're, they're appealing to McConnelly's red card. They should be thankful that Johnny Cooper is available to play and this the weekend. McMahon. They should be thankful that Philly McMahon is available to play this yeah, weekend. Not really, but anyway. He threw a headbutt into Aidan O'Shea. Right. I mean, and he's, I and he's available to play. No, no, no. I thought you meant for his No, dive. for the headbutt. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And like you say, Mayo were far from angelic in this as well. And the figure of blame has to be pointed them also. I think Killian O'Connor was a little bit lucky. Aidan mm. O'Shea was involved in one or two things that he shouldn't have been. And it's dis- I was so disappointed. You, you used that word by the two teams I expected two teams who really were just going to go 15 on 15 maybe with the odd defensive player like Keno Sullivan the role that he was in yeah. we are going to see two big scores and we were going to see the All-Ireland champions come from this semi-final yeah. and we didn't get any of that Sorry, really quickly because I, I just want to say like the referee as well like and the, the system in general and the fear of doing anything that might you know quote-unquote ruin a game is like really holding things back Keno Sullivan Rugby tackled the guy to the ground in the middle of the pitch for a 45-yard free or 40-yard free or whatever like that in the middle of the first half. Well, he didn't pull him down. He pulled him it back. was a pull him back in the jersey. Okay. Oh, right. The referee... Lads, see, I know this... Lads, the, lads, 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 lads. <laughs> he gave the free and he rugby tackled him to the ground. He actually no, rugby he, tackled him to the no, ground. It was a black card. He got a yellow for it. You're O'Connor. Shite. I don't want to hear it. I think you missed, Sorry, you hang on, Mick. The rules are the rules. Dermot O'Connor did not hit the ground. In fact, he stayed on his feet so he could square up to uh, Keno Sullivan. So annoyed was he by the manner of the challenge. And he he didn't headline. hit the ground. Are you talking about a different one than me? Well, Sullivan drags Dermot. He got him by the jersey and pulled him back. No, he Dermot O'Connor grabs him in a headlock and pulls him to the ground. And he wasn't shown a card of any because color. of because of because, O'Connor's reaction. Because of oh, oh Dermot O'Connor. Got a yellow card afterwards. Sorry, because yeah. because he did something a second time. Yeah, yeah, no, it was afterwards. You get a ticking for the first one. You get a yellow card for the second. Dermot O'Connor's staying on his feet actually spared Keno Sullivan the black card yeah, in that which particular shouldn't be no, an issue not. at all right okay well maybe it's I, not the referee's fault but come on lads if that's not it was the most cynical it was the most cynical tackle in the game yeah, that, it was. It was but he has to tackle. go then he, he isn't does. his like you know what I mean Keno Sullivan's a very important player to Dublin so they can't send him off after 20 minutes he but send him off for what game. though for a cynical foul, but he, he, but they not within the rules. He didn't commit a foul well, that weren't at the back. That well, that's a different debate entirely. Yeah, absolutely. That, but I also do referees not. Uh, Woolley would make this point rather strongly. Do, do referees not have interpretation about what cynical is? And and like the letter of the law says, drag him to the ground. But the letter of the law also says a cynical foul. Yeah, I, it does. Is, so is like, the law I mean, too strict? So hold on, when when um, maybe the law is too when strict. Gooch got clotheslined as he was running through. Well, that was a red card. Down, 
but yeah, but okay. If it wasn't the red card, it should have also been a black card. It's also a cynical foul. Like he is taking him down so that he doesn't run in on well, goal. That is the that's the kernel of all the argument and the debate. But, and but it's, he got a black it's card. The line for that. between clumsiness and intent. But he got a black card for that. He into, was it a black card that he got? Game, yeah. Right, okay. And carry, sorry. And he should have obviously received a red card. Yeah, yeah. Now I don't know was that a black card? That might have been. Well, it was definitely a red. But if it wasn't a red, I think it would have been a yellow. Mm. But again, the red, fact that we even spent this much time debating sorry, it, I know, there's, I know, big, I know, there's I a huge know. issue for Dublin, and yeah. I don't. Like, clearly, I'm the one who can be most accused of bias in this, and Mayo weren't completely innocent. You but you look at all of you can also look at. Dublin's record throughout this year so up until the Mayo game they're hammering everybody yet they're still losing out on the free count which makes no sense unless there's something seriously wrong with their style of tackling or how like they've that. been sent out okay, well why Dublin don't we ask the cynical. question Tommy Dublin they, are cynical they are dirty we saw it against Mayo in the All-Ireland Final in 2012 we did, in 2013, in 2013. Yeah. you know Dublin are and a very cynical team in 2012, and the semi-final in 2012 yeah. they are a cynical team and no matter what Jim Gavin says or what way he tries to paint them they are cynical it's the way they play Johnny Cooper he plays on edge he's a brilliant defender he plays on edge he's so McMahon, one of the best defenders around so aggressive yeah. they play on the edge that's the way they play Keno Sullivan he was absolutely phenomenal in that game he should have gone nearly there was two occasions he should have gone Keno O'Connor the lovely little knock off the ball that's a black card too they play cynically that's the way they are yeah. it is like it's a simple fact they Dublin are dirty like yeah but you know what they're also Dublin are dirty they're also like it's funny because they can show discipline a lot of people thought that Aidan O'Shea was fouled a lot, a lot of those times when he was isolated in there I don't know I watched that I was watching the replays like it's borderline but I thought they were actually that's what they're doing they're swarming and mm. Mayo can't get they and can't they did the team they were executing that plan on Aidan O'Shea just they were clinically executing it really well. there were some really wonderful well defending out, yeah. from the Dublin so fullback like, line in that, those situations yeah. the team who wins the replay is usually the team that has more to improve so before we wrap things up let's talk about who has most room to improve and I'll just throw some pointers out there we talked about Dublin's lack of discipline in the tackle highly unlikely they're going to concede 1-9 from place balls this weekend highly unlikely that Stephen Cluxon is going to have as poor a game again and the black card shown to Dennis Bass and Michael Darren McCauley I think affected Dublin really badly in the last quarter of an hour so on, that's on the Dublin side of things and then from a Mayo point of view there's no dear McConnelly Donald Vaughan is fit Aidan O'Shea is far more he's. likely to be well he's in the starting 15 yeah. anyway Aidan O'Shea is more likely to get on the scoreboard and get more involved and he's unlikely to be as isolated this time around so there's the arguments for both teams who is most room to is improve Roy O'Carroll gone? Roy O'Carroll we, we don't know yet, yet. Yeah. well there's one thing Mayo have to do not let Dublin build from the back like they did last week because Mayo can completely like unless Dublin bring in a midfielder to replace Connolly say Bastic or well um, it's only Bastic they well, don't, uh, Bastic, literally don't yeah, have anybody yeah, else or else move Fenton out to the wing like unless like Dublin beef up because Bastic changed it when he came in like I'm presuming Mayo are going to bring in Barry Moran instead of maybe Vaughan or or Drake but Mayo can't let them build from the back like they did last day. When they pushed up and put pressure on Dublin, that's when the game changed. And that's the way the game finished with one four without reply. Uh, so you're expecting yeah. them to start from the throw in because in Michael that Because Michael McCauley, he's not the type of midfielder that can compete with Shamie O'Shea no. or Tom Parsons or Barry Moran. Brian Fenton's not fit to do it. Bassett controls weight around a little bit. But Mayo were way more dominant in midfield. Make Cluxton kick the ball out. I don't don't care how you do it, make him kick the ball out. Anybody else would care to weigh in there? You would have to assume Mayo won't let Dublin build up as much of a lead this time. I think they'll have learned a lot from last week. It'll be very interesting to see what Mayo team actually starts. Andy yeah. Moran, when he's played, has been... I, I think he's done quite well this year. Yeah, When he's actually played, they need that little bit of experience. And the great thing from a Mayo point of view is that they have O'Shea and O'Connor, and it's impossible to stop the two of them, mm. as we saw last weekend. I would 
have concerns about how this game will be played though because the tension and the hype and the nasty edge between the two sets of supporters and everybody after the past week if that spills over onto the pitch it could be chaos Eddie Kinsler from Leash is the referee is it likely that someone is going to be sent off in the first five minutes this well if they deserve to be they should be uh, but it, but that it, it, no, it's own, that not that Eddie Kinsel will be seeking an opportunity no, to do so. If but something that, happens, if you send them off in the first five minutes. Screw the fact that it's an all Ireland final. Does, any, does anyone remember Aidan O'Shea's phenomenal crossfield ball to set up Lee Keegan's first yeah. point? Do you know why he was able to play that pass? Because there were two players on the ground tossing. Was that two Dublin players, or was it two like the two Dublin players run into each other? Or was it a Mayo and a Dublin? Player? I can't recall. Like, that was sixty and seconds. The space of the just game. opened up, yeah. And there was two people on the ground. I don't know whether it was a collision. Yeah. It was just off camera, you know. But I mean, but you can only there probably should have been more yellows flashed last weekend. Really, you can't start sending guys off or like grappling on the ground. Send Johnny Cooper off to start the game. That's it done. Well, just anyway from last week. <laughs> yeah. No, for what he, no, no, from just last week. For what he did last week, and that's, that's yeah. But the, look, I think we're like. we really only saw send that. Send them off for what no, you did last week. Send them off last week. Last oh, week. Not the replay. That's for last <laughs> week. I knew as well. <laughs> but the replay, Tommy Ridge, to be fair to the referee, <laughs> Tommy, he's uh, John McQuillan last Saturday, last Sunday, the replay <laughs> of Johnny the, Cooper's challenge it was really only yeah, when it showed up. Yeah, that's the thing. It was if there's a video in real time, you'd only see it if there was a TMO, and that's that's the truth. Like, but. That's okay, we're going to wrap things up, lads. We're going to get some more predictions. More Who, predictions. Who's going to win this game? Mick? I, um, I well, I was going to. You asked who who improves the most. Yes. I know we have to go. Mayo, right? The, the fact that they didn't give in and kept going was the most impressive thing. That's why I wouldn't rule them out. I think Dublin, all, like they haven't had a real game since Donegal last year. I think you can't just suddenly play Mayo, someone of that quality. I think it's way too big a step up no matter what you're doing. I think that them playing You're game, saying this is going to bring I them on a huge playing, amount. I think them playing game six days later is actually the perfect thing. I actually right. think it's going to win them the All-Ireland. They were terrible last week and they still should have won the match easily. I think Dublin are going to win and I think they're going to win, you know, like depending on things like sendings off and stuff like that. I think if everything goes normal, I think they'll win it by six or seven points. Even without Connolly? Even without Connolly. Nathan? Mayo? <laughs> what more do you need to know do you want to tell us why I just look through that team and see a group of players ready to win in All-Ireland that they have the experience they have that toughness that maybe they didn't have when they started out under James Horn. I the one question mark I would still have is over the management and some of the late selections they've made and they, if Barry Moran starts and they figure out a way of getting the best out of him I think definitely Mayo will win then. I again, though, I'd expect Mayo won't win convincingly. Jim McGuinness wanted Barry Moran as second the edge full of the forward, square, yeah. so that they can't they can't take out two guys. Don't know. I thought that was an interesting concept. And then just have Killian O'Connor hanging around. Uh, Killian O'Connor Whatever. hanging around behind him, look living off yeah. the scraps. Tommy, um, the Mead man in amongst two dubs and a Mayo man. I thought McCaffrey, Flynn, Kilkenny, and Burnham. Yeah, dub Mick, born and raised in Dublin, <laughs> shouting for Mayo. I thought McCaffrey, Flynn, Kilkenny, and Brogan were great last week. I just don't think Dublin, and it's weird saying, I don't think they have enough going forward. I think Mayo are going to beat them. I thought Dublin have so much to improve on. I was so disappointed how they played in the game. I thought Mayo, when they got the goal, they finally hit the right time. It kind of masked over a little bit in that first half. Um, I think it's going to be Mayo. Okay, well, I didn't want to pick a team last week because I genuinely thought there was nothing to choose you to team. And, and I did call the draw. And that's did how you? it, yeah, yeah. Well, I just saw the 1955 draw, 1985 draw. Today is going to be a draw as how well. How about this as well? Three. Go on, give us another day. No, go on, go on. Doesn't matter. 
Three one. Nothing. Not, not, I was getting confused. I was thinking it was next year. <laughs> I was going to say. I was going to say three All Ireland hurling finals in a draw. I was going to say three semi finals in a row as a draw with Mayo in them. But I was thinking, obviously, that was the stupidest thing ever. So let's cut that. <laughs> well, we out. won't edit that out. Um, I actually was surprised by you, we talk about the Dublin squad being so strong and that the Dublin B team could win the Leinster Championship and all this. I think last weekend showed that that just is not the case because they don't seem to have that strength and depth anymore. Really, in terms of their attacking. Cormac Costello didn't get off the bench last weekend and I would have thought he would have been one of the guys that we'd be bringing in to make a big difference up front. They really missed Owen O'Gara as the different option. Dean Rock hauled off with barely kicking a ball in the first 35 Dean's minutes. Form, no. And it actually cost them big time in the second half when they didn't have someone to kick that free in the end because Cluxons clearly didn't look comfortable. But I'm going to go for Dublin because of the reasons I outlined earlier. I think Macaulay and Flynn in particular will have been brought on hugely by that game last weekend. Mm-hmm. Bastic will spend more time in the pitch and not be black-hearted and I think Dublin will take some more of their chances and they'll kick more frees and they will not concede 1-9 from place balls. I can't see Dublin winning it convincingly. I'm thinking like one point, two points and it wouldn't surprise me if we end up an extra time. Obviously, being from Mayo, it's football country. It's not hurling country. I have been to hurling finals. It's a great occasion, but it's not the highlight of my year as it is for a lot of people. I do prefer to go to the football final. But Mick here beside us has his tickets and he has not taken them, his eyes off them, yeah. for the last half they an hour of this podcast. Possessions. I love the Hurl of Finals. Mick, you enjoy the all Ireland Hurl of Finals. We've got an awful lot of GA coming up on the show this weekend. Obviously, we're back from 7 o'clock tonight. Myself and Nathan and Mick and Tommy will all be working on tonight's show. With you from 1 o'clock and off the ball tomorrow. And we will have a lot of the show live from Croke Park in the build-up to the 5 o'clock throne between Dublin and Mayo. And we're pretty much bringing you the entire show from Croke Park on Sunday afternoon. Nathan's going to be here in studio as well as we uh, begin the build-up to the All Ireland Hurling Final. Small batter and Nathan down Electric Picnic. <laughs> electric picnic. Well. Oh, yes, Nathan Electric Picnic tomorrow. We do have a big screen uh, showing oh, wow. all the matches. Yeah, go along. Uh, don't tell anybody though because we're not allowed to really advertise. <laughs> Are you looking forward to it? It's not, and I've seen, I've seen pictures of the tent down there. It's not that big. So I was um, just sitting beside chaos. you out there on the office floor. I didn't see your sleeping bag and your uh, knapsack and no, your no, no, crate. I'm, uh, your crate, your slab of beer. Now. Yeah, getting ferried in and out. Good man. Only the VIP treatment for Nathaniel Murphy. Listen, I hope everyone enjoys the gal the weekend. We'll talk to you tomorrow and tonight and Sunday. Whatever. Good luck. The Friday GAA Podcast with thanks to GAA Go, official home for live and on-demand GAA match streaming worldwide. Goal on here, goal chance for Conor McGregor, and surely give it in, Conor. Oh, what a goal! Mackey heading it towards the 21 meter line. Keep Mackey chance. still going. Go on, your goal is up for Cats. Oh, what a goal! I can't think of a better position or a better place to be in right now anywhere in the world. It's time to take Sam to throne. If you look back in sporting history, you'll see that the whingers and the whiners are forgotten. The characters remembered briefly, but will stick in your mind that the champions who showed class. I want nothing to do with that, to be quite honest. You know, I think it's a disgrace. A small change before the game, work the street. Sound a little something, but damn the game, if it don't mean nothing, what is game?